winning side. A series of dialogues about winning themes, such as diversity and inclusion, creating social impact and leading change. So he claims to have the best job in the world. She claims to change the world one laugh at a time. And together they both are here to enlighten us at the Winning Side Suite. So hello and welcome from uh, your host, Sarah Hassan, to the Winning Side Dialogue on Crisis Leadership and the Winning Power of Humor. So very warm welcome to our distinguished panelists today, Dr. Vanessa Marcy and Trevor Smith, Virtual Club. <laughs> Hey! Hey! <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, one thing that we promise in this uh, dialogue is that um, humor is going to be a big part of it. And uh, um, in our workplaces, it's also sober and uh, um, so professional that we've forgotten what the role of humor is in our day-to-day -day workplace. And that's what both Trevor and Vinita are going to kind of give us um, or enlighten us about. So life's short and life's precious, especially now. And according to a, a given research, babies laugh on average 400 times a day, whereas people over 35 only 15 times. So clearly something wrong has gone around, along the way as we adult. So we'll talk a little bit more about it with both Vanessa and Trevor, but I'll give a brief intro prior to that. So Dr. Vinitsa is a founder and CEO of Leading with Humor, which is an innovative consulting firm that encourages executives to harness the power of humor in their change management strategies. She's a forerunner and an initiator of theories of driving change through humor and is sought and supported by many actors like Amasset, LinkedIn, uh, BPI France, as an international speaker and researcher, her research has been published in multiple publications, to name a few, Financial Times, the European Business Review, La Tribune, and Harvard Business Review, France. She's also um, selected as a TEDx speaker for 2020 and 2021. She is a fellow of the Institute of Innovation and Knowledge Exchange and a Cambridge Women Leadership Center, and also associate at the Cambridge Women Leadership Center. She's a stand-up comedian and has created two comedy clubs in London and in Cairns, which we are going to hear more about. So welcome, Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Nice to be, uh, nice to be your host today. And I know the, the bio, uh, maybe the bio was a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, then we have, uh, uh, there, there's so much to say that we have to share it with, uh, with the audience out there. And then we have um, Trevor, and Trevor mm -hmm. is the um, Chief Happiness Officer of Blue Sky Consulting, a training and development company based in Springfield. Um, with, he has more than 15 years of experience in therapeutic recreation specialists and mental health practitioners. Trevor has designed and conducted workshops and trainings that, that um, uh, promote personal and professional development in a variety of occupational and community settings. He's a member of the Association for Applied Therapeutics and the World Love and, and the Love Tour, International Positive Psychology and Applied Improvisation Network. That, that's a lot of bodies, and now we'll dive straight into and hear more about some interesting, exciting stuff from the two of you. Okay. <laughs> so I just had to give a, a nice introduction because it's so much that you guys, your it's it's not just an introduction, it's your journey. And it's uh, amazing. So, Vanessa, we'd like to start off 
a little bit with the uh, with the with your view on so how you know how how can humor be leveraged in a leadership sort of position we're in the middle of a pandemic there is um, more need than ever before for uh, harnessing the power of humor as a healing and innovative boost so what is it that you know we can bring forth to the table well, first, it's very important right now to uh, use humor more than ever. People might think that because it, we are in a time of crisis, it would be right to use, uh, to use humor because some people are really close to the crisis. Some people are sick. Some people have lost loved ones. But actually, uh, humor can be a very powerful tool in dealing with a stressful experience and fear. Uh, this is confirmed by the way we are communicate, communicating right now. Uh, I guess everywhere in the world, I know in France and in UK and in Europe, I don't know for you, but I've received tons of memes and funny jokes and funny videos. And that's the way we were all communicating for the, mm. the whole time of this, uh, of this crisis. Uh, so what that means, that means that it's a really good way to cope with uh, challenges and with fear and anxiety and a way to connect with other people uh, and facing, the, facing the, the crisis. So when you, have, um, when you have actually a funny story or a video to share, just don't hesitate to share it with your, with your loved one and with your team because it is a good way to start a meeting or to connect with people even if they are, uh, they are far away. Thank you. And now we jump on to something that was very interesting is to share a little bit about where, what is your current spot of, uh, of lockdown? Where, where, where are you, Vanessa? Where are you, Trevor? And, and after that, we'd like to hear a little bit about what, what brought you to this, you know, uh, what is your personal journey? How did you discover this, uh, this winning power of humor? So, Trevor, would you like to share? Oh, sure. Uh, so, as you read from my, my, my bio, my background is in mental health. And I was a, uh, what they call a recreation, recreational specialist, where I worked with uh, adults with disabilities. And in my work, uh, I guess, it was probably a few years into my work as in that field. Uh, I, was, I was looking for different ways to enhance the quality of life of my clients. You know, I was getting tired of doing bingo and looking at movies. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was looking for different ways, you know, to you know, enhance their quality of life. So I somehow I came across this organization called the World Laughter Tour. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, oh, this is interesting. Um, so I did a little more research and I reached out to this individual who ran this um, World Laughter Tour organization. And I said to him, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you like, train people to be comedians or I mean, do, do we learn how to stand up? <laughs> and uh, he said, no, we use this program where we, we do, do uh, it's a whole program uh, using laughter without using comedy or jokes. Mm -hmm. myself, oh, this is, sounds really cool. Uh, so and he said to me, well, we do these trainings where we train people to do these programs called laughter clubs. I said, wow, that sounds really cool. And he, so I went down to, I went to a training a few, a few months later and um, I was hooked. I thought it was the coolest thing. And I learned how to run these laughter clubs. 
and uh, learn how to, you know, the difference between laughter and humor and develop this whole curriculum uh, around this whole laughter club model. And I brought it back while I was working at the time and I started doing monthly laughter clubs with my clients. And right away, I saw some amazing outcomes. They were happier, they were more upbeat, uh, there were less behavior issues. Um, they were just happier. <laughs> and uh, and I, I went from there. And I decided to like, branch off and um, start my own, own business around this. That's wonderful. And where yeah. are you right now? What's, what's happening right now? Where, where, what's your lockdown spot? I guess right now, I've been doing a lot of teaching at the university level around uh -huh. humor. I'm teaching a class right now in the yeah. psychology of humor. Um, so I'm kind of, um, that's where I'm at now. Um, I'm, kind of, kind of, uh, I'm kind of developing a, um, some workshops online, like we all are. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's where I am right now, kind of developing that, that whole area. Thank you. And you know, um, what yeah. is that? Well, first, um, I'm based right now in, on the French Riviera, so it's not a bad Ooh. spot to be uh, in lockdown. Um, so I'm quite happy to have picked this one. And uh, <laughs> so my my journey, I suppose, started uh, when I did my first uh, stand-up comedy workshop. Four years ago, I decided to learn stand-up comedy when I was uh, living in uh, living in London. Uh -huh. And that was to help me with my fear of public speaking. Oh, wow. Mm. And I was quite efficient because uh, I did this workshop and then we went straight on stage right after the two days workshop. So that's... Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that, was, that was the... I think that's, that's been the most challenging and frightening time uh, of my life. Uh, that's so motivating for many, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus, we arrived at like 6 p.m. and I was on stage at like 10, so I had plenty of time to uh, to be anxious. Uh huh. And the first time, so uh, the first few minutes, I was a bit anxious, and then when people started to laugh, then mm -hmm. I I felt like I was the, the queen of the world. <laughs> and after that's that, that's a nice feeling to have. Yeah, people, they were still coming to me and uh, wanting to connect and to talk to me. And I was so high that night that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, sleep. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is just the best feeling in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nobody told me that before. Wow. Uh, and I decided, to, uh, I decided to continue. So at the time I was living in London, but I moved back to France. So I couldn't do stand-up as much as I, uh, as I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I created uh, um, my own comedy club in the south of France. For the expat community because I'm French but I only do stand up in English. <laughs> mm. <Interesting>. uh, <laughs> so I I decided to create the first spot where uh, English speakers could uh, could gather uh, in the south of France and we have quite a, a big community. And I do stand up when I travel and I travel on the regular basis in uh, in London. So I do stand up in London mm -hmm. and. I was studying for my uh, executive MBA a few years ago, and at the end, we need to uh, we need to write a research to uh, conduct a research mm -hmm. about a subject that could be interesting for us. Mm -hmm. I did my PhD on uh, on a subject on a topic I thought could be interesting for my career, and that time I I thought I would do a subject that is interesting for me, mm. uh, and I decided to study the impact of humor on leadership strategies. Mm. 
so got, that got a bit of momentum because we, with my supervisor from Cambridge, we got published in the Financial Times and the European, European Business Review. And after that, I started to have like company calling me and asking me, can you, uh, can you do a presentation? Can you do a workshop? So at the time I was working as a, um, vice president, uh, business development France for the city of London. Uh, I decided to uh, leave my job to uh, to see where I could take that project and, uh, and decided to set up my own company. It's, that's lovely to hear. And it's uh, it's interesting and I think it takes a lot of um, innovation to step into a career and start your own company for in a field like, like this, which is not uh, tapped by so many um, for business professionals, really. I don't like to do like any everybody else, so I wanted to find my uh, my mm -hmm. own niche. Doing the doing the MBA, uh, many of my uh, my classmates they set up their own startup, and I started the MBA thinking uh, I would uh, I would find uh, the innovative idea uh, to start a startup and build a platform and do something in tech, and then I was like, this is my groundbreaking idea. <laughs> I don't need, I need tech for that. I just that's my totally. way to. To help the world, well, as I say, one enough at a time and to make our workplace funnier and safer. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, on, and, and on that, Trevor, a little bit from your side now. Um, you know, we've, we came across a study in Gallup where it said that, the, that in the US alone, uh, it was found that we laugh significantly less on weekdays than we do on weekends. So what's happening? Why, why, why are workplaces not humor friendly? Especially now that the tables have turned and the demarcation between weekdays and weekends is fairly blurred. How can work, virtual workplaces or the new normal practically leverage from uh, an engaging banter and humor? Well, I, I think, you know, the, to answer your, or answer your question, a couple of ways, a couple of ways of delight is, uh, first of all, I think it comes from the top, from leadership, you know, creating a really, um, you know, a positive work culture. Yeah. Uh, and I think the idea, you know, my experiences working with organizations is they, when they think of laughter or humor, they think, oh, we're just going to have a fun, not taking their job seriously. Yeah. You know, why, why, you know, why do it? And it's just, mm. and it's not, it's not helping our employees. Hmm. Um, so you have that mentality that you know a lot of well here over in this country anyway. There's uh, a lot of companies don't see that as, as a benefit at all. You just think it's people just flying around, you know, in the in the lunchroom or wherever, just doing jokes, hmm. <laughs> uh, but not as a tool to you know you know be productive and, and create a positive work environment and all the wonderful things that humor and laughter brings to the workplace. Um, so I think you have that barrier going on mm. uh, that organizations and companies don't, don't see it as a, as a benefit. So um, a mindset needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, it's changing a little bit now. There's are some companies now that are starting to see that as a, as a real, um, a, a tool for their employees, mm -hmm. you know, um, for engagement and, um, and all, all you know, we were just talking about all the wonderful things about humor and how what that brings to to organization. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, totally agree. The it's the 
it's a mindset that needs to change to and people to kind of realize how important humor is. And right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and with this, uh, something very interesting that you shared was that you, you had the fear of public speaking, if I'm putting it right. And so, I mean, and then you went on stage and it was like, you're, it was the, the best moment ever. So humor for many must be, you know, something similar that it's subjective. It's not everybody's forte or you have to be way too many to, oh, you have to be extrovert to kind of be able to mm. use it effectively. So what kind of humor works and what kind of humor works in an inclusive and diverse way? Well, I, um, I work with a lot of companies and uh, to rebound on uh, what Trevor was saying, I try to change their mind on the benefits mm -hmm. of humor. I always say that humor is a serious business. You wouldn't think it, but uh, and actually, when I when I because of my background as a as a stand up yeah. comedian, people think, oh, I'm coming to have like some jokes. This is like a stand up comedy right. show, and then and then I'm talking about the science behind humor, uh, all the benefits, and they're like, oh, actually, it's serious. I'm learning something. <laughs> Nobody think about their sense of humor. Everybody think, oh, uh, I have, there is only one type of humor, my type of humor, and whoever is not laughing has no sense of humor. And mm. that's it. They don't, they don't, nobody goes further than that, where it's really much more complex than, uh, than that. And that's right. what I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to teach to people. And it's very yeah. important in organization to know that because people don't realize that their sense of humor has a huge impact on others. Mm. And you can actually foster a toxic culture, in a toxic uh, workplace and work environment just with your sense of humor. I work mm. a lot with tech company and 45% of women leave the tech industry just because of humor. Mm. Really? Wow. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. wow. That's, uh, that's interesting. So, so yeah. while we need to change the mindset, but we need to make sure that it's inclusive and it's like... It's, it's yeah. within the, the, the defined range rather. So as we come to the range or acceptability, what is the, um, what is the universally accepted code of humor? Is there like a secret formula that always works? I mean, I don't know, Trevor, would you like to comment on something around those lines? Uh, repeat that one more time. I missed part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. So, you yeah. know, the, is there a universally accepted code of humor or a secret formula that will, that we say will always work? Um, you know what? I mean, it's like I think that Vanessa was was mentioning a little bit was, um, you know, our sense of humor is so so subjective, so mm -hmm. personal. So, what works for one per person can work for the next person. Mm. Uh, so. I think that another th thing about when we talk about toxic humor or humor that can be threatening, um, so it's important to remember that. So I don't think there's really a universal way of looking at humor, um, but I, I think I like the idea of making it inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's ways to do that besides just doing like really bad jokes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's my own new jokes. And when I do my workshops. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that, that that's why, how, how, how I look at it. And I think that, um, yeah. you know, it's important to remember that. 
and how how personal it is. Humor is so personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So say, for example, if one is saying something humorous, but say in good faith, right? And mm-hmm. you're, you find yourself in a situation where it actually backfires and, you know, it didn't yeah. go well with somebody. So how do you yeah. handle that? Is there, a, how do you, is there a rebound that, you know, that can work? Um, I, I think it really have to, you have to frame it in a certain way, you know, saying, you know, this is a joke that I'm, I did and it's, I'm not trying to offend anybody or, or, or hurt anybody, but I'm, hmm. I'm just create a connection. I, I think a lot of that's with building connections with people through humor. Create um, a setting that, you know, it's in good. Yeah, form. right. Exactly. And uh, I think that's a way to do it. Um, you, could, you know, because you have, to, you have to be so careful. You really do. Yeah. In our politically correct world. Yeah. Um, Well, we have to be really, really careful around that. But I think if you set up in a certain way where you're trying, you're supporting the other person, saying I'm not trying to offend you, or um, I'm just trying to include you in our conversation, or whatever may, may be happening, yeah, um, you frame so you it that s- way. Yeah, you set the tone right, really. Right, right. So, you know, we've we've talked humor, and there are some exemplary leaders in the past, such as. Uh, Abraham Lincoln or Franklin Roosevelt, they have used humor quite effectively during crisis periods like civil wars and Second World War. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, who do you think is your, you know, um, somebody, a leader that you guys look up to who has really mastered the power of a humor in a work setting? Could be, could be somebody from the past, could be somebody that you randomly met, but uh, I'd like to hear if... Uh, There's anybody who's totally cracked it. So, Vanessa, from you first. Well, I used um, I used a study case in uh, one of my last uh, Harvard Business Review France article, uh-huh. and it's um, the late co-founder and CEO of Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's a famous right. case study, and uh, the airline has been so successful with their uh, their marketing, and they they actually used humor as a core value. Oh, wow. So it's all over their websites, and uh, it's a code of conduct uh, in the in the in the company. Yeah. And actually, they have the highest, um, I think, the um, revenue in the yeah. airline industry. So that's been quite quite successful. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Uh, When, uh, yeah. I don't, mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I, was, I read that book. There's a book that came out recently about airlines and their culture mm-hmm. yeah the, the former ceo you, you, you referred to mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah the keller <laughs> i think uh, so yeah. yeah that's right that's right yeah it's it's great to see uh, to see some study case about about people and companies that are actually genuinely believing in humor mm-hmm. and uh, and using it at a, as a core value at a more personal level i uh, i interviewed a few weeks ago uh somebody the chief operating officer of uh, bbc england uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh i met him at a, at a conference he went uh, like you to uh, one of my workshops yeah. and uh, and he was talking about the way he has used humor in his career and with his team and uh, and he did some improv in my uh, in my workshop and he was really really good wow uh, at it so uh, so yeah some people I, i meet a lot of uh, managers and executives who personally believe in humor and it's mm-hmm. another thing to find a, a corporation an organization and on its own that mm-hmm. is actually uh, dedicated to promoting uh, promoting humor 
So, uh, so I, uh, I hope that I will meet more and more uh, of them, and and uh, I would be successful in convincing them that they have yeah. to, uh, yeah, if to you, put if more at the core of their uh, of their company value. True, like identifying champions who could actually then you know lead the way in the organizing. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to foster uh, foster champions. Every time I I talk, uh, I give like a public talk or or I'm delivering a workshop in a company. That's a great public service, I must tell you. <laughs> Coming from a, from a professional background, like it would be great to have uh, human champions at work. Trevor, what yeah. about you? So when I was in graduate school, I I did a paper on um, American President uh, Ronald Reagan. Mm. I remember how, um, and I, I wrote about how, in times of crisis, he would use his sense of humor. He had a great sense of humor mm. uh, to, you know, bring people together, bring the country mm. together. Mm. And I remember some recently I came across some of his old speeches and his one-liners that he did some years ago. Mm -hmm. Still very relevant today. Yeah. How how humor kind of just brings people together. I need to. Uh, Look right on that. Yeah. Nice one. Oh, when you said American okay. president, you know, the first person that comes to our mind is <laughs> Mr. Trump. I was like, oh my God, this is about to be that example, is it? <laughs> Finally, we figured out that, oh, it was humor which was being used. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I need to be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. I know. Right. That's right. That's right. I said years ago. So I was going to. <laughs> well, we, we still have to crack this one. Huh? Um, uh, right. Okay. So. Just as a as a concluding yeah. remark, I mean, we've we've sat very nicely that you know the tone has to be set right, the mindset has to be uh, to be good, and you need to know that the that it it, sh it should be within a within an acceptable frame of you know or inclusive uh, uh, kind of setting the human of uh, the way you use humor. So, mm -hmm. what are the top three tips you would give to somebody to ramp up their laughter game or up their laughter game at work like some some tips which also for you know our frontline workers or healthcare workers because i'm sure it's going to be extremely taxing for them to choose between two patients or who to go to so how can humor you know how some top three tips for 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 them please so uh, yeah Yes, I would you yeah. like to? Yeah, I'm, I'm coaching at the moment uh, a manager um, in a hospital. So she has a wow. team, so it's quite, it's quite uh, tense at the moment. Uh -huh. um, and we worked on maintaining engagement and positivity uh, within the team, despite the fact that they are, uh, they are in the front line. Uh -huh. uh, they're dealing directly with the, with the, with the virus. Uh -huh. And uh, one of the key things is to uh, is to keep the communication and communicate even more than uh, than before. Uh, but in um, you, you can do that in uh, in a fun way, but not before having assessed the mindset of the people at the moment. Mm. So that's why it's it's important to communicate more in a sense that you have to do one to one meeting and know what's the what's the the mindset where is the mind of the, of your people are they willing to receive you more or yeah. not yeah. so what's their current situation 
secondly, it's communication in a fun way, in a relaxed way through, for example, WhatsApp groups. You can set up WhatsApp groups where you share jokes and videos and, mm. and things like that. So it's a relaxed environment where people, they can exchange uh, funny things uh, and keep the link because in the case of the hospital, for example, uh, half the team is away uh, in order to preserve and uh, so that's two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. So some people feel they are away from the from the front line and you need to keep the connection. So you have like a, a group where they could exchange information, but also more relaxed, exchanging jokes. Mm. And uh, finally, uh, I would say that uh, at least once uh, once a week, you should organize a relaxed meeting, uh, mm. allowing you know, on Zoom, allowing people to, you know, to just have fun together. Yeah. Yeah, interesting insights. Jaro? I, I think I'm kind of pretty a little more uh, somewhat Vanessa just said, but I think one of the tips I wanted to mention is being around positive people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of hard doing right now, but, you know, being in a remote environment, so to speak. Uh, I just say that, just call you, call Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a title, yeah, call yeah, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being around, you know, creating positive energy and also you know, being around positive people. I think that's really important, too. Um, and also another thing I wanted to mention, another tip, um, that's you know, doing jokes, at, you know, with people and in, in the work environment and how important that is. But also, you know, uh, taking some time out to laugh. Yeah. Even for like a, with a, group, like a staff meeting, um, you'd spend, you know, the first two minutes or so, just, you know, doing a couple of laughter exercises, yeah. just laughing. And it's a great way to any, any meeting or just any day, really. Um, you know, I think that's a great way to, you know, to keep the positive energy going. Mm. Yeah. It's very important. And that's a... That, that's 15 a, minutes a day. You should you should laugh every day. Fifteen minutes a day, right, Trevor? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. And and reach out to Vanessa and Trevor for the for the for the positive vibes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad to come and do a laughter club with. <laughs> uh, and you guys actually were kind of you know the tips that you guys gave is exactly what you you know when initially when we started off and I was introducing the two of you offline. That's exactly what the two of you were doing, like, um, you know, right, nicely yeah. breaking the yeah. ice and right. uh, uh, talking about Simpsons and uh, and the, the wonderful French Riviera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, but actually it's extraordinary for me, who is a big fan of the Simpson, to meet somebody living in Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So Trevor can pass our messages uh, to all the characters. I will. Yeah, yeah. When I see Bart next time, I'll say you said hi, okay? Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, well. Yeah, he's so, around here somewhere. <laughs> I think... I think my conclusion is that both of you come from like really nice spots and I think uh, your location has something, there's something, there's some correlation there that you're mastering yeah. humor from French Riviera and from the Spritz, from Springfield, you know, the, I'm, I'm going to do a study on this correlation of where your origin is from and how oh, much you... Yeah. The world is in yourself! <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, okay. so uh, great, great, so... 
Well, thank you very much. And it was an yeah. absolute pleasure to have this dialogue. I per se am personally going to go back and share with my organization to get these two positive people with such positive vibes to share more in a, in a wider frame. And I hope... Thank you so much. Thank you. You can ask your organization to call us for a, for a workshop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're remotely. Uh, <laughs> we, can, uh, we can do remote workshops and masterclasses. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Advertisement pot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's leading with humor and blue sky consulting. That's, that's right. That's that's the go-to and with us and Trevor. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So everybody take care. Stay and home. You too. You yeah, too. Stay safe. Right. And and stay humorous. Yeah. Stay humorous. <laughs> exactly. Stay and humorous. stay humorous. <laughs> stay home, stay safe, stay humorous. <laughs>